0: Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with TheIndyCast.com. My name is Abhishek and this cover story explores the complex relationship between the center and individual states and how it has changed over the years. This story also comes at an important time when the budget is around the corner and the elections are just about a year away. And to talk about this, joining me over the phone early in the morning fighting the Delhi cold are Dinesh Narayanan and Udit Misra, senior editors. Hi both of you.
1: Thanks, Abhishek.
0: Hi. Both of you are veterans of many stories on politics and economy. We've spoken about that before. The heart of this story explores, like I said, the relationship between the center and the state about which not everything is written about. For instance, when a state does well, there is a lot of, you know, patting on the back of the chief minister of that state. But there is some amount of contribution coming in from the center. And your article talks about a lot of those things. So could you please take us through what your story is about?
1: So every year uh, during the budget, or if I could call it the budget season, we come up with a package which talks about a larger issue which is in some way connected to the budget. So we don't get into the nitty gritties of what the finance minister is likely to talk about or so what are going to be tax changes in the budget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we look at an issue which is much larger than that and affects the economy in a much, much uh, broader uh, way. And that is what we did this time also. We have been we've been hearing a lot about what is happening in the states. Many states are doing well. They are becoming economically somewhat independent in their decision-making. The examples of Gujarat is very well known. So that's why we took uh, this as a theme for this year's budget issue because growth is flagging in the country and one of the areas which we thought could find uh, importance in the budget as well as the 12th plan is beginning right now. Technically it began last year but this is the first budget of the 12th plan and that means the next five years are going to be quite crucial in the way we go about looking after the economy. So we thought this would be an important issue.
0: And what did you find out? How is the relationship between centre and state politics in matters relating to both politics as well as economic decisions?
1: Over the past many years you would have seen and that The center has been coming up with a lot of schemes like the NREGA, the NRHM, the NRLM, a lot of these schemes, which are really some of the biggest schemes in the world. These are essentially subjects which are either, uh, should be or as envisaged early on towards our independence. These are subjects which should have ideally been tackled at the state level, or they should have been tackled by a center and state both. Over the years, as the center started uh, taking more interest in these sectors, which is education, health, jobs creation, etc., etc., what also happened is that the state started becoming a little uncomfortable, because these schemes came with a lot of strings attached, and Because over the past seven, eight years, the states have been doing reasonably well, not all states, but a large number of them have been reasonably doing well, there has been a demand from them that the center is meddling too much in their affairs in some of the sectors where the states should have a complete say. I mean, in the first place, one of the reasons why the center started these schemes is that even though these were state subjects, the states have not been doing much about it. So that's one of the reasons why the center started this in the first
0: place. Right. Udit, would love to have your word in here. How do we compare vis-a-vis other democracies, say like America, if I'm taking the right example? Because after all, democracies might have a certain set structure of working and states in the U.S. have a reasonable amount of autonomy to set their own laws, which might not be the case in some other countries like India. How do we compare and how good or bad is it vis-a-vis other democracies?
2: This is largely a product of how we sort of evolved in as a country, how we got our freedom. India is quasi-federal. India is a union with states. It is not like the U.S. system where states came together and formed the country. It is a country where states were formed and the central government has the power to change the boundaries of a state or create a new state. So states are not the fundamental unit here. The union is. And that has a big imprint on the way the country functioned. Largely, this was because at the time of independence, because of the condition that was there in the country, it was decided that it was a better idea to have a strong center that can govern all the states so that they can hold the country together. At that time, states were not developed enough to have enough ability to govern themselves, to decide what is right and wrong. But all of that has essentially changed by now. In in the last 10-odd years, or even less, actually, you would find that states have got better. And that is why we are not now talking about this, because India, while on paper, is far more unitary, in actual practice, states are coming up with more solutions. They're coming out with different solutions, and and they are also very divergent in their needs and requirements. And that is why we are now coming into a point where these conflicts are sort of coming up in the main media, and, and we're talking about it. So we are fundamentally different from a United States, in that, but underlying situations are changing.
0: Right. Can you talk a little bit more about the change? Sure. So on a
2: broader level, we have given for the readers a lot of graphics, infographics that assist their understanding of what's been happening at a macro level. But if you see since 2002, many of the states instituted FRBM Act and got debt swaps by the center. And so over a period of five, six years, between 2002 to 2008, before the pre-crisis, the states got in a much better financial state. So they had resources at their hands to think about problems that they were facing. For example, is what happened in, in the PDS reforms in Chhattisgarh. Now, Chhattisgarh was not a state for a very long time, then became a state and it carried forward the old problems of PDS in India that were there. But this was a state which said, no, we will reform the way PDS goes about. And they put in place a fairly new structure, brought about major reforms, and which were not in consonance with what was happening at the central level. So the central government said that you give PDS to only, say, 30% 30% of the people of the state and the state said, no, nothing doing, we'll expand it to whatever, 60%. Now, here was a state trying to resolve a particular problem that was inherent in its, in its own domain and knew best how to solve it, and they solved it. Now, they have also come up with a Right to Food Act while the national government still wonders how to go about it. And similarly, many other states are resolving some of the key problems that they had in their own domain while not waiting for the central government to figure out the national policy so they're saying let us form the state policy and get on with it and we have given some infographics explaining how many of these state ideas have actually been taken up at the national level nrega or national rural livelihood mission all of these ideas are actually at some point were ventured out by the states and they were successful and then they were taken up at the national level so that is a crucial thing here, that states have tried in the last 10, 15 odd years to find solutions and they have been successful in that. Not all states have been successful in everything. As a general principle, you find that thing emerging. And that's why they are so eager to say that we don't want national plans, we want to figure it out for ourselves.
0: Right. And it's no surprise that states are craving for a little more independence than before because they can do their own thing and there is an official that you... Quote in your article, he works with the state planning board and he says that states have realized they can decouple from the government of India and still function. Now, isn't that a bit of a sweeping statement in the sense that some states would probably need more handholding than some others. So this might not be true for all across India, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, he was stretching the point a bit too far. Many of them do need handholding and many others do need a lot of monitoring and checking because uh, sometimes they go overboard. We have quoted an example from Karnataka again, where the entire mining belt of Bellari and that region, that area is in a complete mess because the state government gave a free run to all these guys and they just went about doing what they pleased. Those kind of things need a certain amount of check from the center. So what we are saying in the story is that states are more than willing to be set targets and then given a broad guidelines and this is where you need to go. For example, you could always give state a target that you have a high level of infant mortality rate, for instance, and you should bring it down to by 30% or 40% in the next five years. And here is the money. How you do it is your problem. You go ahead and find solutions. But you know this is the target we want to achieve. And this would help bring down the national average as well.
0: The last couple of questions. The story comes at a time when the budget is only a week away. What was the plan behind the story? And what was the reason to you know, release it during this time?
1: The main reason was when we looked at the states, because one of the biggest debates currently going on surrounding the budget is the fiscal deficit, that we have a huge fiscal deficit and investors are worried about it and how do you control fiscal deficit, especially when you have so many welfare schemes going, I mean, central welfare schemes going which and subsidies going, which are really a drain on the central balance sheet. Now, in this context, this was an obvious story to be done because center is much more detailed than today. Partly the reason is this, that it has been helping the states clean up their balance sheets. Now the situation is that the state balance sheets are in much better shape and the central balance sheet is in much worse shape. We have a widening current account deficit. We have a high level of inflation. Our fiscal deficit is close to 6%. So the whole debate was around this fiscal deficit and fiscal discipline and how do you make your public finances more efficient. So that is where we thought the story is
2: important. Just wanted to add, Abhishek, that you asked about why now, why did we touch on this story? Then you look at the growth, the story in many of the states, and we detail that in an infographics in this story again. Many of the states and bigger states are growing at almost three to four times the national growth rate. So the situation is quite a contrast. Enough number of states are doing very different from the national picture. So it merits a story then to look at what's happening at the state level and what's happening at the national level and where is the interchange and what are the pulls and pressures because there are enough pulls and pressures. That's perhaps the trigger.
0: And what were some of the pulls and pressures for the two of you to cover a story like this which covers many different facets about different states and the relationship? And Udit to quote from your description on your blog that you run on Forbes India, you write that covering economy and policy in India can be hugely frustrating How good or bad was this experience for you?
2: It was a rewarding experience because it is around this time that we sort of generally look at policy making across the country and and it was fascinating because you're not just dealing with one state or one policy. There was a lot of material to look at and, and, and a lot of people to talk to both on the policy side and the business. So it was a very rewarding experience and with the slowing of the national growth rate, there are obvious questions of what next is likely to happen some of the problems that are there at the national level perhaps are likely to remain because of the nature of government that is going to be there. It is likely to be a coalition government. It is likely that no one particular party will have a position in the national government which can determine all decisions and so decision making is fast. So the real growth perhaps is likely to come up from places in different states where the mandate is much clearer.
1: See, reporting on such a story is, uh, like what it says, a great, rewarding experience, uh, simply because, uh, you know, ultimately, since we are also Delhi-based journalists and we interact with more people in the national government, the view you also start to form uh, steadily, somehow it becomes a Delhi-centric sort of view of the whole country. And when you do a story like this, and when you talk to people at dates, you get a completely different perspective sometimes and it enriches the way you look at things even if you are based in Delhi or even if you are talking to people only in Delhi.
0: The next question I had was that you guys have covered politicians. Narendra Modi we spoke about not too long ago, Dinesh, with you. Yeah. Then again Rahul Gandhi. and then So will we see a little more about politics knowing now that elections is just about a year away?
1: Yes, uh, you would be more of a politician. In fact, I, yesterday I just wrote a blog post on uh, the emerging political scenario because a lot of people are talking about uh, elections in 2013 itself which now I think is unlikely. So there will be a lot of speculation on the elections coming up. There are state elections coming up, about five state elections coming up this year itself. So there is a lot of electoral action this year as well as next. So obviously we will be looking at all that.
0: Looking forward to all the stories that will keep you busy in the next few months. Thanks a lot, Dinesh and Udit for your time. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much, Abhishek. Always a pleasure talking.
2: Thanks a lot, Abhishek.
0: Thank you very much. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone contact you from Forbes, just message Forbes to 51818 for a subscription.